What's up, everyone? Welcome to the inaugural episode of A Space for You. We have a very special guest in the space today. My friend, family, Mr. Jared McGriff. He is an award-winning director, producer, entrepreneur, and the owner and founder of L2C Creative Studios. Jared, thank you for being in the space with me today. Nina, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's cozy. It's cozy in the space. I feel good. I feel good. Feeling like Beyonce, feeling cozy, comfortable. Cozy. Cozy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, they could think it's smarter. But Jared, tell me, what space are you in today? How are you feeling or mm. overall in this season of your life? What space are you in? Oh, man. This season's an interesting one. Um, I'm feeling good overall. I think the um, the word that's kind of been seeping into my spirit um, it's just been like grateful. I'm just super grateful for where I'm at. I'm super grateful for uh, the opportunities I've had. I'm super grateful for the doors that have been open, the doors that have been shut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just kind of in a, uh, a season of gratefulness. Um, I feel like there's a, a little bit of a transition on the way for me. So okay. I'm just kind of enjoying the moments that I have now while I have. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about this transition if you want to. You talking like Career-wise, are we moving cities? Like, you know, all the above. Um, I don't think I'm moving career-wise just yet. Um, at least not out of entertainment industry altogether. Um, regularly, I shift my roles in entertainment. Um, so I kind of came in doing a lot of um, just like videography work, and then I switched over and I was a uh, an editor for a while, and then I moved over to um, cam mopping. Now I'm a DP and now I'm transitioning more into directing um, and executive producing more as well. So I'm always shifting things up every couple of years. I'm, I can't stay still. That's what's up. That's what's up. I feel that. I feel I'm going to need to get my glossary out. Even though like I work in this industry, I'm like with a DP and like all these roles. (laughs) You have done the gamut of things. Yeah. It's, uh, I I like to stay busy. Um, and I'm one of those that like really took the, you know, um, what is it? A uh, a master of um, oh, a jack of all trades is a master of none. Mm-hmm. Like I took that as a personal challenge. Like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna master each of these trades. Um, and so yeah, I'm kind of like trying to get my infinity stones in production. <laughs> okay, okay, we see you, Thanos. Let's go. You know, just a little snap. Just want to be able to snap and make things happen. I love it. I love it. So for those who don't know, Jared and I had. Fairly similar upbringings, like we go up in Franklin, went to Franklin High. He's an old man, so he's a couple classes ahead of me, you know, but same, same venue, you know, um, mm-hmm. First Baptist, I believe you went to. You know what? I didn't go to First Baptist, Okay, but I was involved with First Baptist. It was first, first Baptist is one of the, and the, you know, the town me and Nina are both from, shout out to Franklin, hey. um, was one of the big churches kind of in the town. Mm-hmm. And so... I never went there for like Sunday service, but I was involved in like their after school program. Um, That's fine. Which was uh, Jam. Which, which, remember the name? Of, was it Jam? Jam, yeah. Yep, I was yep. involved in that. Junior um, Jam and all that. Oh, good times. I was involved in AXO. Um, and my, you know, AXO uh, mm-hmm. um, district was like ran out of um, First Baptist. So yeah, it's, uh, they definitely got a role in the story. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm picturing you there. Like, as soon as it came out my mouth, I'm like, you know what? I should have fact-checked that. Honestly, don't no, know you're good. <laughs> First, I mean, I, listen, I was active in... My home church was actually in Trenton, a church called Higher Ground. Uh, shout out to uh, 
Bishop Roosevelt Butler Jr. It was a small church. All right. Um, but I, because it was all the way in Trenton and we live, you know, 45 minutes away from there, um, I definitely was active in the churches around. So First Baptist, uh, Community Baptist, um, realized I was in a lot of Baptist churches. Um, but yeah, I was always involved. Yes, yes. So I know like growing up in the church in Franklin, like I'm sure there's been a lot of experiences, you know, that have shaped you. And I feel like we have not caught up in a while, but like, mm -hmm. what have you learned about yourself? since then and you know what experiences along the way have kind of shaped those lessons for you man um i think being in entertainment with a very strong church background um automatically kind of puts you at a uh an intersection right like automatically kind of puts you in a little bit of of a quote-unquote like conflict um because we're very much so like um, trained and raised up that were, you know, in the world and not of the world, right? Um, and entertainment industry will automatically try to push the envelope of those boundaries. Um, so I think the number one thing that I've learned more recently is, um, A, God isn't everything. Mm -hmm. um, B, that, um, you know, just because it's, it's not happening when you want it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, and see that, you know, <laughs> and apologies if I'm taking this too, too churchy, no, no, um, no but, um, see, I think the number one thing that like really released me from a lot was when I realized that like, all right, cool. If we're made in God's image and like God created everything, that means that like God's a creative. Mm -hmm. And I used to struggle so hard with thinking like, cool, like entertainment, create creativity, all of that was like quote unquote kind of worldly versus like, all right, going to church, God being like being on the straight and narrow is very rigid. <laughs> and so I used to think that being a creative, like you had to be in a kind of a, of a box, but if we're made in God's image and God's a creative, that means each one of us are destined to be creative in anything that we do. So that was kind of like my big release where I was like, oh, psh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I've been kind of running with that. I love that. God is a creative. You just have, you have like a new, if you want to start a t-shirt line or something, like you got it, you got it right there. I really love Listen. that. I think it's something that I've been learning to, um, like just in my own spiritual journey and, and growth and how there's something like just very spiritual about the process of like seeing something in your mind that like no one else has and like somehow drawing it out of you into like digital pixels or words and like people actually like it and enjoy it and find it. And like, there's something very, very spiritual about that. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's like the, like you're literally manifesting. And I know manifesting has become like a, a, a key, like big word recently, but like as a quote unquote creative, like it's dope because you literally outside of just manifesting and saying words and hoping that they come to fruition, like you literally can see something in your head and then you met, like you create it. You're you're manifesting whatever you see, and that's so much power in that. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. dope. It's oh. got to be spiritual. It is. It is. Like I know, like when you're in like those late night or like early morning hours, like it just kind of be happening. That's how this kind of came about. So I'm in that. I feel it with you. Listen, and come on, it's already manifesting. We already here. See that? <laughs> come on, vision. 
Come on, come on. Don't start. Don't start. I'm going to save that for my, my praise for Palm Sunday. Listen, I run around this, this apartment. Don't play with me. <laughs> I get up too fast. I might twist the ankle no more. I can't. <laughs> Sorry, my knees ain't the same either. Yo, it's okay. yo, you heard me talking about physical therapy. I can't. I don't get down like I used to. <laughs> Sorry, I, I never got down. That's <laughs> funny. But um, I was listening to this interview that you did, I think about a year ago or so, where you talked about how you, you know, feel fortunate that you found your passion early on in life, which I'm grateful now, like when you will be you know, on the Oscar stage or something like that someday, I can say I was there. When he did his first, you know, what TV video or produced the track Absolutely. of y'all No, Jared used to be a rapper. He used to make music. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. The way I tried to kick that under the rug. <laughs> Woo. You got really, that one. You it's got from, that from one. the internet. It's, it's Ooh, from. Man, the scrubbing that I did <laughs> to put them tracks under the... Ooh. I'm going to call Mr. Right, Penix. Right. You got to have it somewhere. Mr. Penix. Listen, have it listen. I, I think I snuck into his office too and took those. But it's out, <laughs> it's out, it's out there now. No, 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 no. That's so right. I, I might edit this part out. I don't know. No, no, no. You're good. This is hilarious. I'm all right with it. I want y'all to find it. Yes. $5 to the first person that can find. Literally $5 <laughs> to the first person that can find it for sure. And then $10 to delete it from wherever you found it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Jared, I'm telling you, used to make music. It was real back in the day. So I feel fortunate that I have been there since the beginning of the journey. But since you found that passion so early on in your life, tell me, like, what was that moment that you knew, like, okay, this is is the one. Like, this is it for me. Mm, Man, you know, that's an interesting question because I don't even know if I've sat back and thought about it. It's always felt so innate that um or just embedded in me better like would be a better way to phrase it that um it's tough the earliest memory that i have is back when i had to have been all of maybe probably like 10 or 12 um and i remember it was my i think I believe it was like my aunt's wedding or somebody's birthday or something long story short there was some family event and my grandmother gave me this like old school video camera and was like, just go out and, and shoot it. We couldn't, didn't want to hire a videographer. Uh, so I was just like, just go ahead and get, get some footage. I was the techie grandkid. I was also <laughs> the oldest grandkid on, uh, on my dad's side of the family. So she was like, just go, go take this and run off with it. Um, and I remember capturing it and being so enamored when, Back then, we were like shooting straight to VHS, mm-hmm. um, but being so enamored when I got to play it back, and I remember thinking like, "Oh man, how can I put like titles on this? Like, how can I like get like an?" And I was like, "Maybe if I like get like a black chalkboard and write on it, and then film the chalkboard, then it'll be give me like the opening like text on screen." I had no idea about editing, um, but I even back then, and like I said, I had to have been probably like ten, eleven. Um, I was excited about video. Like I was excited about production, just being able to shoot something, capture it, and then give others an opportunity to relive it. Um, that got me so excited. And it then, you know, grew to not just being able to capture moments, but then being able to create moments. Um, and that's where I think narrative filmmaking and um, even a lot of the interview stuff that I do now, it's it's more so than just like, 
I've moved away from event videography, but more so than just capturing what happened, um, but it's creating those new emotions and those new memories. I love that. I love that. Shout out to grandma for Shout out to grandma. Listen, they I, I ain't really have a choice. Dude. <laughs> grandma throwing a camera at me. Uh my dad was a photographer and uh-huh. um I think I shot I shot my first wedding all of at like 14. Um even way before we got into high school, before yeah. I was with Mr. Penix and he actually showed me and gave me the tools to actually create videos. I was it was already there. So it's um it's always been been embedded and I think that's just once again, just the testimony to God just putting me on this track really early, and I'm grateful for it. I love that. I, I think that's something in Black families, like, if you are, like, the oldest and like, like or, you know, youngest or, like, youngest in the family mm-hmm. in Asia, you can, like, even just change the batteries in the remote. Like, you are the techie in the family, and suddenly you are on every technology duty possible. Mm-hmm. So I've been there. I have shot weddings like again like before i even knew how to operate a camera like because you know i taught at a camp and like a parent mm-hmm. found out that me and my sister could like mildly work a computer and we're like <laughs> come that's all it takes <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you know how to move a mouse oh yeah. you're hot oh come, come on come. get over here baby come over here <laughs> come, come over here work. and do this thing for me yes come do this wedding come do grandma's 90th birthday party and all that stuff yep. and like mm, we, but we were working back then i feel like i don't even remember what tools we were using some some very integrated edi- editing software, but you know, we make it work. We make it work. Listen, you made it work. That's all that matters. Yes. I love what you said though, about like how your career has moved from like just capturing to like creating. So how do you, I guess, still find the passion in, in what you're doing? It sounds like moving from like just capturing moments to like creating your own is like kind of helping you sustain that. Oh man. The, um, it's actually been tough to be honest. Um, and it's, it's, it stretches you a bit because, um, when I first started transitioning away from videography and it's funny now, if you call me a videographer, like I almost get offended, shout out to the videographers out there. I listen, you guys do amazing things. It's just not what I want to do anymore. Um, it's, it stretches you because you, you, when you're capturing things, there's a beautiful way to be able to capture what's in front of you. Um, and that's its own skill, but it takes a whole extra mile to be able to think, all right, cool. This is how I want my audience to feel. And whenever I'm creating things, it's less about, all right, this is the story I want to tell. Yes, that's important as well. But I really go back to like, how do I want my viewer to feel? How do I want them to, what do I want them to feel walking away from it? Um, that's what's important to me. Um, I uh, I did a lot of, uh, let me start that over. I did some reflection recently and um, I was thinking about how back when I was a kid, like the best day of the week used to be Fridays because that's when my family would all come together. We didn't eat dinner like all together that often. Um, but on Fridays, we'd go to Blockbuster, rent like two, three movies, mm-hmm. Um, for the weekend, my brother, me and my brothers would pick um, a film out and we'd sit in front of the TV and watch the film. And I can't name not one single film that we watched together, but I can tell you exactly how I felt in that moment. Mm. Um, and that's the type of like creating moments and memories that I want to do for somebody else. I love that. I love that. So you took it back a little bit. The, the Blockbuster Fridays, Pizza Hut. Blockbuster Fridays. Listen, before Redbox... Before Netflix, come on, 
Listen, there was Blockbuster. Come on. With a Blockbuster, you get the coupon from the Scholastic Book Fair, then you got a <laughs> personal personal pizza from a Pizza Hut. Yo. See, y'all don't, y'all don't know my testimony. We are showing <laughs> our age so bad. Yo, so bad, Book so Fair. bad. Yep, you wanted to be a part of it. Now you're here. Yep, you wanted to you wanted to bring out my rap stuff. Yep, here we go. Yes, I'm I'm, old. I'm, I'm, I'm approaching the hills of 30. So I, yeah. Child, a, a whole child. It's okay, it's fine. <laughs> you talked a little bit about like how it is difficult, you know, to sustain that passion. And I think about you're in an industry and entertainment that just across the board is like, hard, you know, to crack into, but in particular as a Black person, as a Black man, I would imagine that through the waves of like layoffs and company shutdowns and, you know, things like that, there's not a lot of certainty um, within the, like the entertainment industry and the line of work that you're doing. So how do you like, what keeps you balanced? So like, how do you find your stability, like in, in the midst of that? Faith. Faith, faith is the 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 guiding light um, in terms of almost everything that I do, and it makes it so easy um, once you really tap into it. the The most struggle period of my life happened when I was working at a rental house in the city uh, called well, I won't name it. I was working at a rental house in the city, <laughs> and um, you know, for those that don't know, a rental house is like where productions will go and rent cameras and gear that they need to, you know, shoot or film whatever they're doing. Everything from events to movies and films that you would see um, rented from us. And it was a great op- learning opportunity, but I felt um, I felt stagnant there. And I felt God tell me, like, to leave. Um, like, cool, it's time. Once again, that transition period, it's time for you to shift out of this. And I was like, all right, cool. And it was easy for me to hear that and to move on it because I had just started my production company. I had just um, started, um, just brought on some new clients. I think we had like, I knew I was going to be good. Like I knew there was money on the way. It wasn't in my account yet, but I could see it coming down. <laughs> so I was like, I, I know I'm going I'm to be all right. Cool. You know what? Don't even worry about it, y'all. I'm out. Uh, long story short, those gigs went belly up. They didn't work out. The client ended up bailing out on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the income that I thought I was going to have, and honestly, the money that I spent um, because I knew it was going to come, didn't come. And those bills still did. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this was back in 2016. Um, and I went through about a, probably about a six to eight month period where it was rough. And I just kept saying, thinking like, God, you told me like to leave, like you, you gave me the, the thumbs up, like, cool, it's time for you to shift out. And now I'm sitting here like doing odds and end jobs. I'm, I'm Ubering. Um, I was still living at home with my parents at the time. And they're looking at me crazy. Like you going to contribute to something. <laughs> um, and so it was tough, but if I wouldn't have left when I did, and if I would have stayed at that job, um, without making a story too long, um, I would have never ended up at BET. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that I was take, willing to take whatever gig came my way and I was willing to um, just work hard and jump on whatever, and I had so much free time that it, one, without me realizing, allowed me to hone in on my skill set 
Um, and I was just able to, to move in a way that I wasn't able to move when my attention was split. And two, um, it put me in rooms that I wouldn't have been in prior. And even though I wasn't necessarily paid to be in these rooms at the time, um, my name was in these rooms. And so when I got, uh, when I, when I ended up stumbling, literally stumbling into BET, um, to meet with a friend, shout out to Candace Grievous. Um, yeah, she, she definitely, uh, is a, is a pivotal part of my story as well. But when I, um, stumbled into BET and they asked me to, um, do an edit test and just to see what I could do, everything that I had did over those six months actually like went and, and came into use and came right back. And I just realized like, oh snap, I know how to do all of this and I'm doing it in half the time. They expect me to because I've been doing it for the last few months because that's all I've been focused on. Um, and so uh, I did a uh, an article about a year or two ago with uh, with Afrotech where the, the headline was, I went from uh, red in my bank account or something to like being at BET. And as crazy as it sounds, that's really what it was. Before I walked that BET office, I promise you, my bank account was an overdraft. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what we are... What what's happening? You you said you like I said you gave me the thumbs up, um, but then within a week or so of um that edit test, I was told to you know keep coming back to BET, working full time, and I've been with Paramount, the network, um, ever since. And so uh, yeah, that faith is always what makes it easy for me because even when stuff is rough, even when it doesn't look like. Um, it's going to work out. I know what I've been promised and I know what I've been told. Um, and I'm able to lean on that just from a spiritual perspective. Because like I said earlier, it may not come in the time you want it, but that doesn't mean that it's not coming. Ooh, come on. Come on, somebody. You are like, you're really preaching like to my life um, today because I feel like in a similar season where like I'm ready or kind of already have, like, taking that, mm -hmm. like, jump or shift, and it's scary. Like, I, I think that in this industry in particular, like, I can remember coming out of college and, or even in college, and, like, how, like, just the way that the entertainment industry or, like, journalism is set up, how jobs are so, like, low-paying, like, when you're first mm -hmm. coming into it. Like, you literally, like, there were some roles, like, I literally couldn't afford to work there. Like, how crazy does that sound? Like, I could not afford to earn a paycheck <laughs> from there, yep. or I could not afford to work. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's wild. And um, I think that, like, especially for, for Black folks in particular, folks who come from underrepresented backgrounds, like, it's not as simple as, like, you know, just taking an unpaid gig or, or what have you. It takes, like you, you said, a lot of faith and like just clarity and focus to like bring that in. So speaking of, of clarity, how do you, like you mentioned, like just kind of hearing and like holding on to that voice, like knowing what God said and like what God has promised. How do you like, or in that in that moment or when you are facing other challenges, how do you like quiet that chatter in your mind or like the mm. fear and thought to be like, okay, like I know that this is it and I just got to cling to it. Those thoughts be loud, don't they? They Ooh. just be- I wish I could turn it down. <laughs> I just wish I had like a little, um, I wish I had like a little knob or something just to like, all right, let's mute this down a little bit. It's, um, being honest, it's tough. It's tough. There's, there's a couple of things that I've done that, um, or that I go back to that, that kind of helped me check back in. Um, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, 
um, I know my, well, A, I know my triggers or not even my triggers. I know my symptoms. Mm. Um, and so even if I don't, can't identify immediately like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. I know what overwhelm me does. And so I'll kind of like check off flags like, oh, wait, oh, I'm doing this. Hold on. Let me, oh, wait, I'm doing this too. And so separately, they may not mean anything, but A plus B plus C equals all right, we got, there's something going on here. Yeah. Um, so I'm able to kind of be aware of my flags. Also, I apologize for all these sirens because I do live in Newark. No, there is an <laughs> owl hooting in the back. I don't know if you've heard oh, it. I didn't I'm even like, hear that, see? <laughs> in the background, I'm like, what is this thing? Like, it is like- You don't notice world. none of the sounds until you on camera recording something. Then everything want to make a noise all of a sudden, right? Why is there an owl at 2.30 in the afternoon? Like, where- <laughs> With the hoo 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 hoo, yeah, um, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So, a, I know my flags. Um, the the way that I'm able to kind of ground myself back um, is definitely being in my word, and I'll be honest, I'll be the first to admit I can do better with that. Um, but I I'm really grateful for the foundation that I had growing up, um, because even the times where I may not necessarily crack open my Bible. Um, I still have it really written upon my heart. And so I can still go back to like, all right, I know this verse says this. I know this says that. Um, sometimes it's as simple as just taking time and just like shutting everything off. I'm really big on decompressing. Mm -hmm. um, I could have four or five people hitting my line. And if I just came home from a shoot, I will turn everything off and y'all will just have to catch me when you catch me. My Everybody from my family to my best friends, to even women I've been in relationships with will tell you that Jared is not the easiest to get a hold of. Um, <laughs> and part of that is it's it's intentional because everything that I do, I try to pour out. And um, when you don't have anything left, you never want to want to pour from a place of, um, well, I'll put it to you as simple as possible. If you have nothing and you pour out, then the only thing you're giving is negative. Either you're left with negative or you're giving negative. And so um, I never want to be in that place. So if I feel like I'm tapped out, everything else around me will be tapped out as well. Um, so being aware of my flags, being very conscious of my energy um, and my and you know, and the word, as well as, um, listen, sometimes it's just like playing some gospel music <laughs> whenever I can. And I know I'm making this very churchy. No, no. This is what um, for. Yeah, it's real. Like I will... Uh, <laughs> I will quickly put on a gospel playlist before a meeting, uh, quickly put on something um, when I get home from a shoot or even leading into a shoot if I'm ever nervous. Um, I've learned to lean into my nervousness, which is a, a cool thing that um, sucks, but works. Because um, there's never been anything that I've been nervous about that hasn't, um, that hasn't been beneficial. And not that it's always worked out, but that hasn't been like worth it one way or another, either the lesson or the victory. So yeah, I can ramble on all day for those, but those are a few of the things that I try to, uh, you know, keep in place. I love that. I'm taking, I'm, I'm gathering like my little tidbits from you. So God is a creative and lean into your nervousness. I'm taking those two. Listen, I could talk about the lean into your nervousness. Cause that's, that is like my talk about putting something on a t-shirt. Like that's, that's one of them. Um, cause I use, I, I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I definitely, um, 
will second guess myself. Um, I'm constantly put into rooms um, based on just the roles that I do. And like I said, the, the range of roles that I do where um, there's people that may know more than me or that don't think I know as much as I do know. Um, I'm, you know, we old, but we ain't that old. And so uh, to walk onto certain sets where I may be one of the youngest people, but one of the most senior in charge, um, it's easy to start to doubt yourself with things. Or just remember the first time I took on like a 500K project. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm about to take this project on. When they're about to give me all this money and trust me with this, can I really pull this off? Um, but like I said, anything that makes me nervous means that I'm growing. Um, if you're not being stretched, then you're being stagnant and I'll take being nervous and, or feeling nervous because I'm being stretched over just being complacent and stagnant any day of the week. I love that. I love that. You're not being stretched. You're not growing. That's real. That's real. Speaking of growth. You have had some exciting growth recently where L2C Studios just celebrated seven years. I think seven it's- years. Number of completion, we're closing. No, no. <laughs> but <laughs> seven years. Shout out to uh shout out to L2C, you know. We put let me let me put the show the merch off. Oh um, okay. you know, little razzle dazzle. You can't see my face, so I'm gonna turn it back around. <laughs> um but yeah, we celebrated seven years. Um and I never would have thought or seen um, back in 2016 when I was <laughs> struggling and driving Uber to be able to, you know, make ends meet um, that I'd be in that the company would be where it's at today. There's still a, a lot that I see for it. There's still a lot that um, we still have to do. But I mean, yeah, it's been a blessing. We got Webby Awards. We got Shorty Awards. We got um, some real recognition, which is a, which is a blessing. That is a blessing. Shout out to money bags out here with the the <laughs> firm and, and everything. Tell me, like, what is your? I guess if you've had these seven years, what is, what do the next seven look like for you? And um, well, listen, don't want to put uh, don't want to put favor in a box. Um, but I think that um, there's a few things that want that want to do the next seven years. Within the next seven years, I would like to transition from just being more of a production, um, more of a, from from being just a production partner to being more of a creative agency. Um, That's, that's something that's already kind of in the works now. Um, And so a lot of brands will reach out to us and we kind of do a little bit of both um, where they'll come with an idea and we bring it to life. Uh, But eventually we want to also be able to go out to brands with our own ideas Mm -hmm. um, and bring those to life as well. So that's one thing that's definitely, um, I believe, is going to happen within the next seven years, as well as uh, focusing on more narrative uh, work as well. Um, once again, I want to create memories and create uh, feelings for like an audience. And branded content is cool, but at the end of the day, you're selling something mm-hmm. um, w- through narrative and whether that's uh, you know short films or longer form films. Um, want to be able to kind of tell stories unapologetically. I love that. I love that. I think as you, as you said, that something is popping up for me. How do you like manage 
I feel like as a creative person or when you work in, in one particular thing and you're like, okay, this is what I do like for a living, like my nine to five or whatnot, but I have this thing that like I'm good at, I want to start bringing. How do you do that now? Like when I could imagine or like you, you said already, your schedule is like bananas and whatnot. So how do you make time for like the narrative film or if there are other ventures that like you're wanting, wanting to start tapping into? Completely transparent. I'm still figuring it out. That's okay. um, Still figuring it out. Uh, there's, yeah, uh, there's a couple of layers to it and things that I'm trying out. Um, it's particularly a little difficult for me because outside of just my production company, like I still do, quite honestly, what I do full time as well. So it's like I have two jobs that I'm balancing. I work full time for Paramount um, and work with, you know, BET, MTV, VH1 all of them. Um, and that's my nine to five being an in-house DP, uh, director, producer at times, like all of that, as well as with my production company, I do all of those things as well as executive produce and bring on and kind of, uh, manage larger projects. And so, um, those are full, two full-time jobs and finding the time to be able to shift and kind of move in, um, in the direction that I feel like I need to, it's uh, it's been interesting. Um, like I said, I'm still figuring it out. Some of it is as simple as bringing on an assistant to help me manage my time, um, and trying to like really just take back as much time and energy as I can, so that way I can reinvest it back into myself and my business. That's real reinvesting. I like that. I think that's something like just in life in general. I'm learning like you kind of plant these seeds along the way, and like to expect for it to happen like immediately or instantaneously like that's just not just not real uh you know it's not real i had to learn it like in my like health and fitness journey and like having a home now and like other things like it just doesn't don't work that way as much as i wish it, it wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be so nice if it worked that way <laughs> yeah listen you can, you can plant everything that's planted it's gotta it's gotta be watered it's gotta be you gotta have patience it's going to take a whole whole lot before you might even see a sprout but the beautiful thing is you never know how high to grow so yeah yeah we've talked a lot about your faith and like now like what you want to grow what is what is god hearing from you these days like what are you mm. what are you praying what, about hoping what are my prayers ah let's see there's um there's a few like i said everything's through gratefulness um any prayer that i start as soon as i wake up um, most days, some days I, my phone catches me first. <laughs> Amen. Uh, It'd be like that. <laughs> but listen, you know, I'm, I'm be honest and transparent. Uh, but every time that I pray, it always starts with gratefulness. Um, even if like, even when I'm getting no's shoot, being, being honest, like the last couple of weeks have been really interesting because, um, I've gotten, sorry, got a phone call. <laughs> You're good. Everything was on mute. <laughs> um, I'll start that over again. Being honest, the last couple of weeks have been interesting because there's been a lot of I've, our name. And when I say our, I mean, my business has name has been in a lot of rooms and we've been giving a lot of opportunities to present, um, but we haven't heard a lot of yeses. Mm -hmm. And so it's a blessing to be asked to present or to bid on something or to like, you know, once again, your name is out there enough. Um, but it still stings a little bit and sucks to hear a no. Um, and even through all that, I'm still grateful. 
I'm like I said, I'm grateful for every yes. I'm grateful for every no. Um, cause I'm just really confident that anything that's for me is for me. And if it ain't, it ain't. And so, um, I'm okay with the nose. It just means it wasn't for me or not for me at this time. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, I, I, my, my number one prayer ever since I was a kid has always been just for discernment. Mm. Um, I never want to step out of line. I never want to move too slow or too quick. Um, it's always been for discernment and uh, being, uh, 30 now turning probably will be 31 by the time this comes out. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm really grateful for that gift because it saved me from a lot of mess. Um, and I continue to pray it cause I'm hoping it saves me from some mess in the future. That's real. That's real. That discernment is, is clear. First of all, happy early birthday. I was going to say that earlier on. Like, I know it's scary season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Turning uh, 31 on Monday. Amen. Ooh, Monday. Very soon. Very soon. How we celebrating? We out to Cabo? <laughs> we taking the PJ out? Um, no. <laughs> I'm actually going to... I ain't there. I, I wish. Um it's going to be real chill. It's going to be real chill. Okay. Um, I have literally nothing planned, like nothing planned. Um, but I think it's, once again, being in this season of transition, I think that's in, a little bit intentional without even realizing it. Mm. Um, unintentionally intentional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to, uh, I think I'm just going to take some time to just like, once again, take in where I'm at and, you know, just listen into where I'm supposed to go. That's real. That's real. You talk a lot about like with your career, your faith and all, but what else are you looking to add to your life? Like, you know, you're turning mm. 31 uh, in a couple of days. So yeah. What, el what else are you looking to add? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the moment that you enter your thirties and especially considering that I'm the oldest out of my siblings, my parents have already been on me heavy, like, cool, this career stuff is cool, but what's up with the family? What's, what's, what's going on there? Um, and uh, I'm happy to announce that everybody can relax. Um, <laughs> Yo, you have to. I was gonna be like, oh my God, is he engaged? Like, he nope. you uh, everybody can just relax. Um, <laughs> ain't not nothing on the way. Um, Y'all can just all chill. Um, yeah, nah, it's, um, there's, there's, there's plenty of things that I wanna do. Um, between, uh, you know, a family is really big to me in general, just my family, as well as like, you know, one day I'd want to start my own. Um, it's just not honest. Honestly, it's just not my focus at this point. Cause I just know there's so many things that I, I still want to do. Um, it's still semi business related, but I really do value giving back to my community to, um, you know, folks that look like me, um, that may not have had the same opportunities that I've had. I always like to uh, leave the door open for somebody behind me. I try to get as many people in as possible. And so um, mentorship, as well as like uh, training and, um, you know, being able to educate other folks is something that um, is really, really important to me and that I want to lean into a bit more. Um, and uh, let me see other things besides... Uh, besides faith and video. That's really it. That's really it. It's, um, yeah, those are kind of like the, the, the areas I'm focusing. I love that. I love it. That's enough. 
faith video family yeah family faith video down. family Ooh, you know like, that's there okay what's, what, that's reminding me of um, like from the best man what is it uh lance with his faith family Oh, uh, Faith Family Football? Yes, yes, you got your family. I know, that's where I was pulling it from. I was going to do Faith Filmmaking Family, but I was like, you know. Let's go with it. Faith, Let's go with Faith it. Faith Family Filmmaking. It's cool. The book is in the works. Okay. It's in the works. Okay. You know? I hope not. A, I hope it's not another little Harper situation going on. I, I, hey. <laughs> I hope it ain't either. No unfinished business then. No unfinished business part one or two. Please. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Jared, before we get out of here, is there anything else that you want to make space for today? Oh man, um, what do, what else do I want to make space for? Mm. You know, I I think it's really important to make space for um, make space for imperfections, mm -hmm. and so. Um, I want to be very clear that even though, you know, got this nice little camera set up, the lighting is good. Nina's asked me all these amazing questions to make it seem like, um, I really know what I'm doing in life. He does. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot that, um, I still don't know. There's a lot that I still fail on. There's a lot that, um, of rooms that I'm only in because of favor. Um, and there's a lot that I still need to figure out and still need to grow into. And so, um, yeah, I always want to leave room or space, um, to just be transparent in those like imperfections. Um, and if there's anyone that's listening or watching this or whatever, and you feel like, dang, like this is stuff ain't just working out or like, why am I at this point? Or, um, you know, it, it's just not happening yet. Um, that's okay. And once again, it may not happen when you want to. That doesn't mean it's not going to. And a lot of times it's it happens when you least expect it. Like I said, I was I was hundreds of dollars in overdraft. Uh and it wasn't like a week or two where it wasn't working out. It was months. Mm -hmm. Um and uh that that fear and that doubt is natural. And if we didn't doubt and if we didn't have fear, then there would be no reason to have faith. And so whenever you have those moments, always lean into faith because I promise you it will always guide you through. Ooh. Come on. That is a perfect closure to this. Jared, I have to just say, like, for the audience, whoever's going to listen to this, like, this is literally my first episode of, like, recording this. And I had had this idea for, like, a while and it took a minute for, like, the name to come to me and all. I went through, like, 10 different iterations of things. And you were the first person that I reached out to to do an interview. And he responded like practically right away and was like, just count me in. And I was like, oh my God, is this like, this for real? Like it's, it's happening. So I just have to thank you tremendously for your graciousness and like the generosity of your time. And you, yeah, God got something on you. So you are... Thank you, you know, for your, your expertise, for your time today and for taking a leap of faith um, with me, too. Well, listen, you know, God's got something on you, too. Kindred spirits, you know, <laughs> I, I can see it. I can see it. But no, I, I am extremely grateful that I even came to mind um, and grateful that you made space for me to be able to share some of my story and uh, some of the uh, things that I've gone through and my perspective on things. And 
I'm really excited to see where this endeavor, where this platform goes and where it grows to. And I'm once again honored that I was able to help, you know, kick it off. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. We will be back real soon with another episode of A Space For You. Until then, stay blessed, stay safe, and much love.